Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we have the one and only Elena Cardone. The bigger that you are, and the bigger the empire, the more random motion is going to come in, and the more you will need to be clever, and you will need to have your arsenal of responses, and you will need to solve your own problems, and you will need to figure it out so that your picture ends up looking like your vision, and your vision is your plan for the future based on wisdom and imagination. And if you want it to look like your vision, then you have to make a plan and figure out how to use your power, which is your ability or capacity to influence the behavior of others, to sway them over to making your vision and your future, your reality, and not being affected the ping pong game and going into their picture. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Campers. Okay, today's episode is different than most episodes here at Keto Camp. So if you are tuning in because you wanna hear about keto and fasting, this is probably not the best episode for you. We kinda take a detour here and we talk about mindset. We talk about life goals. We talk about the importance of setting goals and crushing them, which is relevant to your health goals. So you will not hear about keto, you will not hear too much about fasting, but you will get so much from this episode. If you don't know who Elena Cardone is, you're going to find out. She is the wife of Grant Cardone, who is a powerhouse in the entrepreneurial space. He has built such a phenomenal brand with 10X, and Elena is a huge part of that. And we're gonna talk about her inspiring story growing up in New Orleans, the difficulties she faced, the people she hung out with, the drugs, the bad decisions she made, and then a scary decision she made right after she graduated high school to move to Los Angeles and become an actress. And we talk about why it's important to lean into the decisions that you fear the most. We talk about how to find your why. And when your why becomes strong, the how becomes easier. We talk about the importance of controlling your environment. If you have your family and friends and people around you saying keto is crazy, fasting is crazy, it's gonna be a challenge. It's gonna be very difficult for you to get the results you want. So we talk about how to control your environment, how to set goals, how to crush those goals. And at the end of this episode, Elena delivers a powerful message that every woman needs to hear. Can't wait to share her with you. And before I do, I wanna thank you so much for tuning in. Here at Keto Camp, we're on a mission to educate and to inspire. 1 billion people on planet Earth. We release at least two brand new episodes every single week on the Keto Camp Podcast. So if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. Get familiar with all the amazing thought leaders that we bring on this uh, podcast. If you'd like to learn more about keto and fasting, I have a free 
12-page ebook called The Keto Kickstart Guide. It is a 30-minute or less read to help you understand how to follow keto, how to do fasting. There's a meal plan in there, how to do it right so you feel like a rock star. The link for that is www.ketokickstartguide.com. Go claim that book for free. That's ketokickstartguide.com. Take a screenshot of this episode on your phone right now and post it on your Instagram profile. Tag myself and tag Elena Cardone. My Instagram handle is at thebenazadi. That is T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I. And tag Elena Cardone, which is E-L-E-N-A-C-A-R-D-O-N-E. When I see that tag, I will share it on my story. We'll get some other keto campers following you back. If you'd like to watch the video interview with Elena Cardone, that can be found on our YouTube channel. So when you're done listening to it, head over to our YouTube channel and then watch the interview. Our YouTube channel is KetoCamp, youtube.com slash KetoCamp. Remember that's camp with a K. Let's get into this fantastic discussion with the brilliant Elena Cardone. Elena Cardone started her career in Hollywood and soon became a successful actress and model of TV and film fame. A lifelong competitive sports shooter and now author, businesswoman's public speaker, empire builder, and visionary, Elena currently hosts her own show, Women in Power, and co-hosts the G&E show with her husband, Grant Cardone, best-selling author, entrepreneur, and real estate investor. Together, they have created a real estate portfolio of almost $1 billion. Elena has been happily married since 2004, July 4th to be exact, and the fireworks have never stopped and lives with her husband Grant and their two daughters, Sabrina and Scarlett, in Miami Beach. Side note, they live 10 minutes from where I live. The queen of her empire, Elena has designed, constructed, and protected a life outside of the ordinary. She has inspired a legion of followers to create their own empires, lives that are truly fulfilling and beyond the average. She counts her current job as her most important one, chief family officer, where she is a loving mother, fierce wife, and loyal friend. Elena Cardone, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I am so excited to chat with you. I've been following you and your husband Grant's work for quite some time. I've been studying both of you like a scientist, and you have an amazing story growing up in Nolens and what you had to overcome. There was a lot of similarities in your story, by the way, with my story growing up here in Miami, addicted to drugs and bad habits. I'd love for you to share your story and how you went from that lifestyle to what you're doing now, because I think it's very easy to judge somebody based off of what they're doing now and form these false opinions of somebody. And your story is so impactful, resonated with me. So please share your story. Well, you know, I grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, New Orleans, darling. And, you know, I had a, a very good childhood, you know. Uh, I was very fortunate. My parents were, were awesome. We came from a middle-class family, so we were always, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And so, you know, I definitely felt in the household this constant struggle around finances and money. But there was still nonetheless a lot of love in the house. And I was very blessed and very fortunate by my childhood. And then when I was uh, 14 years old, my best friend who had lived across the street, her house 
caught on fire. And I was, you know, my father and I were there before anyone trying to put the fire out with garden hoses and buckets of water with the neighbors. And, you know, finally the firemen showed up and it was a, it was a big blazing battle. And, and unfortunately, uh, my best friend Goldie and her mother perished in that fire. And I unfortunately witnessed her body when they had recovered it from, from the house which was very, very, very traumatizing for me at 14. My life had basically been a childhood up until that time, really kind of carefree. And that was just a very big shock that I didn't really know how to deal with and confront at the time. And my upbringing, I was a tomboy, I was a daddy's girl. I shot guns with my father, I was, uh, you know, he came from, he fought in World War II. Like my household was very loving, but also was, we didn't express feelings or emotions and we just always persisted and forged forward. So when this happened to me at 14, the very next day, I was sent back to school. And so that was kind of my reality is like, okay, are we not going to acknowledge what just happened here. So I'm at school, like with a lump in my throat, wanting to cry and not, it was, it was the most excruciating, miserable point in my life. And so the only way that I knew or what I used as an excuse for myself back then is I decided to start self-medicating and I was around a lot of those type of people. My sister was already in the punk rock scene. This was in the in the 80s, you know, when punk was real punk, not poser punk. So I was already kind of surrounded by that lifestyle and I just full on delved into it and really just turned towards heavy recreational drug use, excessive alcohol usage. I fortunately, I don't know why I never became a drug addict or an alcoholic. Maybe it's just not in my blood. I don't know. But, you know, along with that lifestyle, there's a lot of bad decisions that are made. And I just went down a, a wrong course. And believe it or not, in that from 14 to 17, when I decided to move out of New Orleans, I left New Orleans three days after I graduated high school, did not wait to graduate on stage, flew to LA by myself, knew no one in California, in Los Angeles, and decided I'm going to become an actress and a model as a, as a way to escape New Orleans. Um, but when I went down that road, believe it or not, 14 to 17, I had lost eight other friends from, you know, four in a car accident, to falling off of a balcony, to a suicide, to a drug overdose. So that world was very real and very intense. And finally, when I was 17, I had the epiphany one day. I actually had a dream about my friend Goldie. And she was always really conservative. She was never into punk rock. But in the dream, she had purple hair. And she was really wild. And like I was like, wow, Goldie. And she was like, look, live your life. Do your expression and all that stuff you want to do. And she was like, but, you know, how dare you use my death as an excuse to, you know, go screw your life up? Like, that's how you want to honor me? Like, do you think it feels good for me to look down on you and see you like, like this, like what I would want for my friend is for her to be happy and you're not happy. You're miserable. And I was, I didn't care if I lived or died back then. Like, 
you know, suicidal thoughts were in the head. I never made any attempts, but I didn't care. And, and that's how recklessly I lived my life at, in those days. But it was from that dream where I realized, you know what, I can't use her death as an excuse to, to end up like my friends or actually become a drug addict. And so I went to New Orleans. I had the courage at 17, which blows my mind now as a mother. And then, you know, I, I did. I straightened up a lot. I didn't get perfect for many years after that, but drastically improved my situation from New Orleans. And I became an actress and a model. And with some success, you know, I was able to buy a house and cars and I had hot rods. And anyway, I had, I had some mild success, but you know, now that's pretty much the early childhood. Uh, where do you want me to take it from here? Yeah, that's an amazing story. I love that you shared that and I acknowledge you for taking that risk, which you and Grant talk about a lot, how uh, nothing stays the same, either you're creating or disintegrating. So I'd love for you to talk more about that for somebody watching on YouTube or listening to the audio. They are so scared of a decision in their life, whether it is to move to a different city or to start a business or a podcast. What would you say to that person right now? You know, one of the biggest successes that I have and one of the biggest strengths that I have is my ability to change I call it being mercurial. Like if you were to try to grab mercury in a thermometer, you can't grab onto it. And so I have that ability to experience change and not be so fixed with certain ideas about the way things are supposed to be and they're supposed to run. But as I can adapt and move and adjust and break the mold of those fixed ideas, every time I've had fixed ideas, I've gotten myself into trouble. Early on, I had the fixed idea that, um, you know, relationships were supposed to be looking different than they are. Like in the very beginning of my relationship, when my husband wanted to play Xbox with his brother down the street and would be out until 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, wait, I thought we're newlyweds. You're supposed to want to be with me. And like, I had this fixed idea of, what new marriages were supposed to look like. And I realized at that time that, look, it didn't mean he didn't love me. It just meant he likes Xbox and he likes his identical twin brother and he wants to have a fun time being with his brother. And once I let go of that, my relationship had to look a certain way is when we really started to advance and grow. And at that time I looked at, well, why am I looking for him to fulfill my happiness? What have I abandoned in myself or what void am I not doing that's now dependent on him to fill that time and to make me happy? So that's when I really use that time to go, wait, you know, we can still be a team, but I can go off and have my own goals or how do I become an asset and how do I make myself valuable to this relationship? And I can work on myself while he's doing that. And then I I can bring myself 100% happy, 100% able, 100% an asset to the relationship. And if I did that, where could we go as a team? And that's really kind of how I started evolving and really starting to think outside of the box rather than what it is supposed to look like. So for anyone that's stuck in that area, start looking at, well, what are really your beliefs? Are they your beliefs? Did they come from somebody else or some outside source? And how do you really feel about it? And are you willing to solve your own problems? 
Like if I couldn't change Grant in that situation, because I tried, I was like, hey, you, you know, what about coming home by nine o'clock? You know, and, and that only made it worse. And I couldn't change him. So then I tried going to the brother and asking the brother, hey, you know, we are newlyweds. Do you think you could send Grant home? Like, could you help me? Huh, bro? And it only got worse. And he stayed out till like one and two in the morning. And then I was convinced they were like trying to sabotage me and make me go insane. But when I put all of that behind me, I really looked at, well, what can I take responsibility for? What can I change? I can change my viewpoint on it. I can change how I feel about it. I can change me, not them. And that's when I was able to change me and not them. And it really just opened up the, you know, that one little thing, but there's been so many things like that along the years that have helped me be able to grow and expand. And the bigger that you are and the bigger the empire, the more random motion is going to come in and the more you will need to be clever and you will need to have your arsenal of responses and you will need to solve your own problems and you will need to figure it out so that your picture ends up looking like your vision and your vision is your plan for the future based on wisdom and imagination and if you want it to look like your vision then you have to make a plan and figure out how to use your power, which is your ability or capacity to influence the behavior of others, to sway them over to making your vision and your future your reality and not being affected the ping pong game and going into their picture. So you talk a lot about expansion, uh, growth. You have a book, Build an Empire, which is a fantastic book, by the way. If you listen to audios, go listen to Audible. Elena read it. Go buy the book. We're going to put a link for it down below. How important is it in order to build an empire, uh, in order to build something great in life, how important is it to have the energy and health to do so? I mean, you have to be able to generate energy. Like, that is a necessity. Energy is valuable. You can't rely on someone to give you energy. You have to be able to produce your own energy. Like you have to be the source point for energy. And that means not using any excuse. I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. Yes. You need to take care of your body. You need to take your vitamins. You need to feed your body physical nutrition. But also, you know, as a spiritual being, you have to to generate and use energy to be able to have the capacity to influence the behavior of others and really be the powerful person that you are. It's vitally important. Energy is important for, you know, attaining assets and, and alliances within your empire. You, you need energy to move people. People aren't motivated by uh, someone that isn't disciplined, that isn't doing what they're saying, that's lazy. That's not what moves people. That's not a leader. That just doesn't gain respect. Energy, life, passion, mission, integrity, honor, discipline. These are the things that excite people, that move people, they get people to influence their behavior and make a difference for the better. 
And is that why you understand this? Is that why you're so consistent with working out? You and Grant, when you're on the, when you're traveling, you're always working out. You're very consistent. When did you develop that habit? And if you have ever stumbled with that and skipped a day or two, do you feel it? Do you, does your energy suffer as a result? Yeah, I mean, I'm not doing the workouts I was doing a couple months ago right now at all. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my book. I'm, I'm lucky if I get outside and I do my long walks like I was doing a couple weeks ago. But overall, yes, I'm extremely disciplined. I need to take control over my body and dictate to it what it's going to do. I, I don't let it run me. Otherwise, I would just want to sleep all day and take naps. If I let my body do what it wanted, it wouldn't. my feet would not hit the floor and make myself get up at 6 a.m. every morning because my body wants to sleep in and be depressed and wallow in my sorrows. And that's just naturally what my physical body wants to do. So I have to force it to do things. I am strictly disciplined on that usually, not counting this pandemic. I'm, I, I work out not only because it makes me feel good and the endorphins and it's just, you know, we're under a lot of stress. I'm not complaining about that. It's just a fact. We're under a lot of stress, like without a pandemic. It's just chronic stress, but that's okay because both Grant and I produce diamonds in under pressure. So, but in order to alleviate some of that stress, I need to have an outlet. And that is an outlet that really works for me, not just physically, but mentally. I'm also getting stronger in my mind because it builds confidence in myself. I feel stronger. My body is physically stronger. And, you know, it makes me more alert, more agile, more, uh, it gives me more options on how to play different scenarios in life because I'm constantly moving and in motion and, and aware. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is Pure lifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. 
And you talk about, you and Grant talk about how important it is to fill up your calendar and how blank space on the calendar, you'll meet the devil's playground. So how, why is it important to have things scheduled on your calendar, have your goals on, in your calendar for you to wake up to and crush? How important is it to do that? I have to do that. I mean, I, I know Grant does too, but I have to have a full calendar. And that's why when this thing started, I made myself even more busy than I normally am. I kind of doubled the workload. It's important for me because it keeps me so busy and focused on one thing at a time that I have to just go to do, 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 do. And I don't have the time to get introverted or depressed or stressed out when I'm working on a plan, moving in a direction, and I know that, hey, I'm running out of time. You know, we're only here for X amount of years, and then either I have to go in heaven for the rest of eternity, or I get to play the game all over again in a new body. But either way, like, you know, I have to achieve what I want to achieve this lifetime, and I only have so much time. So I try to be really busy. I find that when we're not busy, the game then becomes to attack each other because every being on earth wants a game to play. It's either the game of work, the game of a relationship, it's games. We want to play games. And so, you know, if you don't have enough going on or a big enough target or mission, the game becomes uh, attack the person in your house because at least even though you're not happy and you're miserable, at least you're playing a game. There's, there's an enemy, there's obstacles, there's, you know, there's something that you have to work on and figure out or, you know, divorce from or break up from or whatever, but it's, it's a different game. And those are the games that people play when they're bored. When you're really on purpose and you know what your mission and your goal is, you're less likely to get involved in this sub game because you have a big enough game going on with real enemies and real opponents and real obstacles that you're no longer interested in fighting the people in your household and you can recognize that wow they're actually my teammate and if I work in a coordinated effort with them they can actually help me be stronger and get to my goals faster on the outside and then that becomes a different game how do we get on the same page and figure out who does what and what role does what and how do we get to heightened levels of success and then you can play that game in your house rather than I'm bored I want to attack my boyfriend because he didn't hold my hand and turn off his phone and prove that he loves me by watching uh king maker king pen tiger tiger, tiger king. King. <laughs> so right now we're in the middle of the quarantine and it's easy to control your environment right now because you're home but once this quarantine is over uh, how important is it to protect your environment with those who are going to build you up and help you accomplish your goals versus those who are opposed to it? And what's the difference between haters and naysayers? Well, I think haters and naysayers, like what is a naysayer? A naysayer is somebody that you're It's, it's um, the way that Grant explains it and Be Obsessed with Be Average is it's a family member or a friend saying you're working too hard, you're doing too much, why do you want all oh, that? Right. It's like a yeah, subtle yeah. Okay. way to... Yeah, basically I call those people the people that try to attack your strengths. Like one of my strengths is that I'm a really hard worker and that I love what I do and I don't need a break from it even when the fixed idea, going back to that, is oh, you should take a break or you work too much. Or, that's attacking my strengths. Uh, I don't let people attack my strengths very often, you know, like if you need a break because you're not as strong as me and you 
peter out before I do. Maybe you should work out more. Maybe you should get keto. Um, no, no, but if you, there you, you go. Before me, because you haven't developed and you don't know how to generate energy, well, then you should take a break. But you should also keep those opinions to yourself because I am very alive and very happy on my mission. And I have married a man who has a comparable magnitude of energy, and we're quite happy doing what we do, not taking a break. Although we do sometimes, you know, we have our little things too. But for the most part, our mission is our mission. And that's what we're excited about. That's what gets us excited. Why would I need a break from that? Why? Because somebody tells me that they think they that I need it. And you're going to tell me I look tired? No. You know, you know, that person, if you think I look tired, and I've been told that before. I've been told you look like death, you look miserable, you look sad, you look depressed. Okay, fine. You know what? Why don't you, if you were a real friend or a true friend, why don't you come over to my house and give me a protein drink or make me a meal or like walk with me so I can get some, some fresh air and some sunlight? Why don't you take responsibility for me? Why do you feel the need to dump on me like I'm a garbage dump? I'm not anyone's garbage dump. So a naysayer, whether they're family or not, sometimes just need to be schooled and educated with what you will tolerate and with what you won't. And, and they just need to be patted how to, to speak to you. And, and haters, haters are the ones that are actively trying to seek your demise and, and your reputation and, uh, you know, or they criticize you or, you know, tell me I look like a transvestite. I've been told that before. I mean, it's like, really? Like, why would you tell me that? Like, how do, like, what's the solution in that? I can't like change my face. But, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You know, when you really develop confidence in yourself, when you have a vision and you work toward it and you're going to have tunnel vision until you achieve your mission. When you do what you say you're going to do and you have confidence, those things might hurt your feelings from time to time because I am sensitive, but ultimately it's like, it doesn't really affect me. When you have confidence in yourself, nobody else's opinions really matter to you. You know, it's like, what does that mean? So we're, we're almost out of time here. I want to ask two final questions. Uh, number one, this is a quick one. Have you ever done keto and intermittent fasting? I've never done keto. I mean, I've done those little drinks, the chai tea lattes that have the butter mixed in it. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a, like a fatty tea type of thing, like bulletproof coffee. So I've done that. But no, I have never done like an all day or week or thing, keto thing. I'm terrified of like that much. I don't, I don't know enough about it. I, honestly, I really don't know enough about it. But what I think I know about it, which could totally be wrong, is that there's a lot of intake and fat, which goes against everything. You know, my fixed ideas, I have some in that area and so you know growing up as a model in Los Angeles like we avoided fat like for many years so it terrifies me to be like I'm gonna do what and why would I do that so I would really have to be educated to actually make an informed decision about keto I'm sure it's great and I know a lot of people who've actually lost weight on it 
But intermittent fasting, what's that? Is that just like not eating for what? Uh, like skipping breakfast and going till, lu- till lunch sort of thing. Oh, for sure. I don't like breakfast. I love a late lunch. That's like when I feel good. She's the same way, although I, I force feed her. <laughs> I have a question for you, Sabrina. Do you know what the, the Guinness World Record is for the longest recorded water fast? This person went how long without food? What do you think the answer is? Without food? Yeah. What do you think it is, Elena? 33 days. <laughs> so the answer is 382 days. 382 days. Yeah, I wrote about him in my fasting book. He was very much overweight, so he had a lot of fuel to burn. But yeah, that's just a testament to the human body. Um, final question as we're out of time here. What is the one question that you are never asked, but you want to be asked? That is crazy. Somebody just asked me that question this week. And it made me cry, so I'm like hesitant to, to mention it again. But the question would be, um, what would you change if you could change anything today? And I'm not gonna cry this time, but I said, um, keep it in, keep it in. <laughs> but I said that I really wish um, that women were really acknowledged and valued for their role in society for the ones that um, really step up and take their role and their responsibility, um, that they should not be diminished or um, devalued. I believe it's hurting society. And what made me cry and choke up was, you know, and I don't mean that just men do that. I, I feel like women do it to themselves as well. And every time I hear a woman say, well, what do you do? Oh, I'm just a mom or I'm just a you know, housewife. I support my husband. The true women that really do support their husbands, I understand what that takes. It's not just someone who's taking a back seat and um, not exchanging. It's somebody who's really dedicating their lives for the advancement of the group as a couple. And so when I hear someone say, I'm just a mom, it rips me up inside because I believe there's no um, more valuable role in society than a mother, someone who takes that role to rear happy, contributing ethical member of society in whatever endeavor they choose. And to be a happy, productive member of society is what continues the longevity of the culture of the civilization. And um, I believe it's an extremely important and undervalued role and I never want if I could change anything I would never hear just before mother or just before housewife or whatever that role is and it's not to negate from the working mothers you know that's that's awesome too but I think anyone who can tell you who is a parent there's nothing more valuable to you than your child you would give up your career you give up everything to to take care of your of your child so so anyway that's what i would change that's that's what i would change and that's the question i never get asked Thank you for that, Elena. And my girlfriend who you just met, Natasha, and her friend Nina, they have a new podcast called Be You, Not Them, all about what you just shared, empowering women, uh, remove the word just. And I I love that. And I'm so grateful. Real quick, before we end it, where can they find your work? Where's the best place to go? Uh, ElenaCardone.com is my website. It's got everything there. I mean, I have my university. It's ElenaCardone.com forward slash university. If you want my free book, 
It's elenacardone.com forward slash empire. If you want to join my 10X Ladies Network, uh, it's a free Zoom I do every Wednesday. You would go to 10xladies.com forward slash network. But all of this should be, again, under elenacardone.com, my uh, website. Your website. Yeah. We'll put that down below. Shay Robottom is a great friend of mine, by the way. I know you ah, know Shay. Yeah, she helps with my LinkedIn with my social media because I'm not great with all of my social medias. And where I am not, I elicit help from others who are. Yeah. She's my LinkedIn coach. I'm her health coach, so it works perfectly. Elena, I want to acknowledge you. You're an amazing human being, you, your family. I've gotten so much from the Cardones, and you've changed my life, my girlfriend's life. All the people I help, you have your fingerprints all over that, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for showing up every single day, and for today, I really got so much from this interview, and I'm so grateful for your work. Thank you so much. Yay, thank you for having me on. You're the best. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know it was different than typical keto and fasting uh, information we bring to you. And I feel like it was so important because when you can get clear on your goals, on your why, and control your environment, you are going to be unstoppable. Be sure to check out Elena Cardone. We're going to put links and resources for all the information she's mentioned on the interview. You can find that in the podcast notes below. Go get her book, Build an Empire, How to Have It all. Yes, uh, I believe abundance is our birthright and we were designed to thrive. So she teaches that and it aligns with my message so much. A reminder to take a screenshot of this episode and tag myself at the Benazadi and tag Elena Cardone at Elena Cardone. Post it on your story so Elena and myself can see it. And when I see it, I'll share it on my stories and we'll get some other keto campers following you back. If you want to watch the video interview of this podcast episode with Elena, head to youtube.com slash ketocamp and you could watch that today. I'd love for you to text this interview with a friend, uh, somebody you believe could get value from this conversation with Elena. Just copy and paste the link. It's very easy to do. A couple buttons and you could send it to somebody and make a big difference in their life. And I encourage you to leave the Keto Camp podcast a rating and review. It really does make a big difference. So if you haven't done that already, please do so on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from. Please leave it a rating and review today. If you'd like to learn about keto and fasting and how I teach it, you can read my 12-page ebook called The Keto Kickstart Guide. Get it for free, ketokickstartguide.com. I want to thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. You will hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.